This is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. Metallica released their latest album this week. It's called 72 Seasons. I believe the title is a reference to how long it will take social media hot take artists to start saying that it was actually a good album. Mark your calendars, kids. Our IP live cast starts now. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, St. Anger is a good album now. So it's like, what, 20, 22, 23 years? And there, then, then they'll think it's a good album? There's not enough seasons uh, for me to think that St. Anger is a good album. By the way, that's 20 years. 20 years to the year this year is St. Anger. 2003. Mm. So that's 80 seasons? Uh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I guess that means this album will be like a couple of percentage points better than St. Anger? Well, if we're going to be technical about the math, this album's nowhere near as bad as St. Anger okay. so far. So maybe 63 seasons, let's say. <laughs> the live chat is lighting up already. Quickman Cummins says, I'm still madly in anger with that album. Madly in anger with you! <laughs> Watch out! There. We, might get a, we might get a copyright strike because you, you sound <laughs> yeah. you sound really bad. So they might flag it as Hatfield vocals. I was, for the record, <laughs> I was trying to sound bad. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, with you. Can you welcome everyone to the live cast in that voice? I'm welcoming you to the live cast. <laughs> <laughs> welcome everyone. It's RIP live cast. It's the Ides of April, April fifteenth. Uh, and uh, we're live every Saturday afternoon, noonish Eastern time. We go live on Twitch. We go live on YouTube. You can find us. RIP Livecast is our handle. And of course, if you want to show us a little extra support, you can get two bonus episodes a month at patreon.com slash RIP Livecast. We actually just posted a brand new episode uh, where we do a watch along of a very brutal movie with a future Live cast Hall of Fame inductee. Not me. I would say a nominee, not an inductee. Candidate, he wouldn't get in. Hopeful. Yeah, candidate. Yeah, uh, which would be Shifty Shelf Shock when I'm he was sure a little, he, little ten year old baby. He's sitting at home just praying that he can get nominated. He's a hopeful. What else does he have going for him? He's that's, collecting that's those uh, butterfly royalties. That's it. Uh, but yeah, so the movie is called Clifford. And it stars uh, Martin Short w- with the most annoying character possibly I've ever seen on screen. Like, he yeah, makes brutal. Tom Green in Freddy Got Fingered seem like a likable person. Wow. Uh, that's how I would. And just to be that, clear, we all love Martin Short. This yeah. is yes. not some kind of anti Martin Short bias. Not just Martin Short. There are many, many people in this movie that we are endeared to us very greatly yeah. on this show. And they, we all looked at each other like, why is this person in this fucking movie? <laughs> I had, can I just say, I had such a good time mm-hmm. watching this movie. This is one of my favorites to do. I don't know if it's one of the best episodes. I'll have to see, watch it back. But I had maybe num- the number one funnest time doing this episode. Wow. All right. All right. For me, it was one of the most painful. <laughs> well, the movie was painful, <laughs> but our, our riffing on it was terrific. Yeah. Uh, so you could check that out on the Patreon. And uh, Shifty Shortcake says, uh, very, very apropos, uh, happy Metallica Day. That's right, Metallica. In case you've turned on any kind of media this week, 
You might know that Metallica <laughs> have a new album out. They're on every TV show everywhere. It's like you know, it's funny you say Happy Metallica Day because I used to like unironically say that when their albums came out. Each time their album came out, I would say it's Metallica Day because I would actually be excited that their album. What was your last? Happy Metallica Day there. <laughs> uh, like, I think I had to answer that because their last album was really good, but I wasn't like preparing for it to be good. So I wouldn't have said Happy Metallica Day. It was a surprise right. that it was really good. So that one's out. Uh, Lulu did... would be the previous one, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Do we count that? Oh, no. No, no, no. no Hardwired. Oh, oh, right. right. Before one. Hardwired. Yes. Uh, then Lulu, yes. Saint Anger. I, so Saint Anger. Saint Anger would be the last time because it was. Uh, oh no, there was Death Magnetic as well. No, 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 no. I'm saying Saint oh, yeah. Anger would be the last time I was excited for an album to come out because Load had, and Reload had come out. That was like six years after Reload came out, and I was like, okay, I be, I fell for the hype. I fell for the press. Like they're not I doing agree. this artsy Me stuff. Too. They're not doing this. You know, Lars with his. Uh, like uh, post meth look, you know, with his eye, everything and the, the a goth eyeliner and all that. They're going back. This is going to be a raw album, and they I were bought it. All the right things in the press, like and then, to make you believe that right. they finally figured it out. And they played like the eight seconds of the album that didn't sound terrible, and all the previews and everything. And I was like, "This is all right. It's Metallica Day. Let's go." And then I played it, and I was horrified. So that would be the last 20 years ago was the last happy Metallica day. Damn. So happy 20 year anniversary Darren, yeah. to your last happy Metallica day. Although, you know, listen, the, the hardwired came out and it was a happy day because it was a great album. So I enjoyed yeah. that. Did you listen really to it the day it. it came out? Yes. I listened okay. to it before I listened because Rob got a leak. Oh. oh, am I allowed to say that? I don't even know. <laughs> Sorry, I just put you on blast. I don't know. Did I get a leak? I don't think you I sent got me a leak. the I album. Got an like, official. Well, yeah, right. You got, you got a release that you sent to me. Oh, you like, yeah, I got a am press I allowed copy. to say that? Did I get you in trouble? You're not allowed to send it to people, right? I think if you said it without saying, am I allowed to say that, I wouldn't have gotten in trouble. But now that you <laughs> questioned it, now there's going to be trolls out there. They're going to be okay. like, I'm going to get Rob in trouble somehow. So I don't, no, I don't think out? so. Sorry. Uh, no, I'm got, completely joking. Okay. I got it about two weeks before from Rob. Okay. Yeah, I remember, yeah, my first time listening to it was at the gym, which was a good, I think, a good place to do a first listen because it's easy to uh, pay attention to it uh, and, you know, not focus on working out. But, uh, you know, but, you know, you could do the workout. It's like a, you're not. True. I guess you should be paying attention to your breathing and your muscle flexing, but I was paying attention to the riffs. No, but I really liked it. I remember texting Darren like, oh, this is like a lot of tropes that they typically use on older stuff, uh, but they're bringing it back with like a newer style. And I really appreciated it. And it was very catchy. And uh, it got caught in my head. I was avoiding most of the singles. I think I only listened to the first new single that they put out. You played it on like, here. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to listen to the whole album uh, when it comes out. And... I tried to listen to it yesterday, and I listened to the first song, and I was like, you know what? This is enough. <laughs> I don't yeah. need to hear it anymore. It's just there. It's not like the worst thing I've ever heard, you know? Yeah. Complete mediocrity to me. But we're going to go through track by track on the Patreon. I'm excited for that. Yeah, sure. do a thrash it or trash it of the whole album. For work, mm -hmm. no problem. For <laughs> yeah. personal pleasure, I will not be listening. To we are going to do a listen, a listen through of the whole album. 
but my immediate first impression was like it's if you loaded a Metallica template in GarageBand and had the AI kind of generate the the basic you know beats of a Metallica song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it's it's just like okay yeah. And what I thought it sounded it's like, like it, it sounded like content. <laughs> yes, yes, it sounds like this is my take on it. It sounds like if the staff of the uh, Jimmy Fallon show wrote a Metallica album. <laughs> Wait, the, the, like like the 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 roots or no, like no, his like writers. the writers. Yeah, his writers g- came up with the idea of what a Metallica album should sound like. Maybe they got the roots to record it. I don't know, but no, they, no. Actually, it sounds like they gave it to Metallica, and Metallica recorded. They're they're uh, like a like a non-metal fan's impression of what a Metallica. Wow, ouch! The most mediocre version of Metallica. I but maybe it'll grow just on yet. Me. Yeah, I would have go that. I, I can't I can't give it too harsh a, a critique because it was only one listen of you know, like I said, the first song, and then I was just like, I'm and, not right. And Rob, <laughs> oh, you you didn't listen to the album. The whole album came out. You didn't listen to yeah. all of it, right? I yeah. listened to only this all the singles that they put out. But I haven't listened to the whole thing, so maybe all the other songs are fucking fantastic. But I, I, I wouldn't know that yet. Their media machine is really like very impressive, though, because they were on uh, Jimmy Kimmel as the musical performer every night. Really, this week, every night. Uh, or so I guess that's. I mean, it's only four episodes. It's not enough to be on Jimmy Kimmel one time. They have to have the whole it's, week. Yeah, exactly. Because a, a regular band would be only on one night but they're a huge band they're metallic yeah but come on they have like they're doing a residency but doesn't he have the weekend doesn't he have like huge bit like it's not like they're the hugest band in the world they're one of them but the other that's what their publicity would but here's the thing they have enough of a fan base and enough of an audience to boost the ratings where it's within it's within jimmy kimmel's benefit to do so like if he can get those other big artists get him next week you know yeah well they uh, were all, they also had, they also were all like on howard stern which is like yeah you know, howard stern licking his ass for like looking their course. asses for like but that's hours. also in la because he doesn't stern is no longer in studio he always records from his house yeah so the guests can be anywhere so mm. they were in la for kimmel they wake up, go go to the Sirius XM studios, do CERN, and then just pop over to Kimmel. It's not like they're carrying their gear around. You know, they probably have uh, different versions of the gear at, at both locations. It's funny that, you, you know, you watch that. And I know it's recorded in a separate place, but it's so seamlessly presented. It's very like, well done, yeah. Yeah, you would just think they're together. Well, I don't think, you know, when, when the show is live, you're not watching. They don't have a live video feed. All of those clips are edited together and put up like a few days later. Yeah, but you uh, never but he's see. Very, he's very open about how yeah, he's yeah. in his in his house. No, I know that, but I'm saying like you, you as an experience as a viewer, you just experience kind of melds together. Like you're not thinking about it. Like you don't. Right. You don't see him talking to a screen or anything like that. Yeah, the way they position the TV for the artist to look at Howard. It's in the same uh, viewpoint as he is looking when he is uh, right. wherever his camera is stationed in his studio. So it looks like they're talking to each other, but they're they, not even in the same room. They have perfected uh, uh, presenting his germophobic uh, hermitocracy uh, so that he never has to leave the house at all. Yeah. And no one I don't really listen to him that much uh, anymore, but a- anytime I'm like flipping, 
because I do have a Sirius XM subscription that I pay humble for. Brag. That I pay for. for but it. it's it's not a humble brag. It's because I'm supporting <laughs> the last the people who vestige took of, your of career away. Radio. You're trying That's to get a job again. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh no, I'm definitely not. You think when they're going through like the receipts at the end of each month, like the subscription payouts, they'll see your name and be like, oh yeah, we forgot no, about that guy. We yeah, should I, I would hope so. I think I they think... put their hands together and laugh evilly. That's what they do. They're still getting. Well, money. I want to be my. What a my... simp! What not a serious only... XM yeah. simp you are! Not only did we fire him, he's paying us. <laughs> Come on, Rob, have some self-respect. Cancel your serious account. Why? Yeah, I, I enjoy the, I use Wait, the service. No. I enjoy the music channels. They have good music, good variety of music channels. It's good stuff to have uh, out of the background. But the point I was making is, anytime I'm on Stern, he's basically he like I want to say five out of seven times he has his doctor on what? to talk about his germophobia, like like to just ask questions about COVID germophobia, like still. You know, I feel like and to the prove that he's really right fine. to be germophobic or is the doctor tell him to calm down? Like, I don't, I'm uh, what's so, like the so, framework of this? Yeah, like it, it goes both ways. Some of it is like, yes, you know, but, but a lot of it is mostly uh, the doctor being like, uh, you know, you're you know, you're being a little <laughs> over dramatic, Howard. It's fine because he doesn't even like want to go outside. I guess if he. If people come over, they have to get tested before he lets them in the house. Uh, so, and he doesn't want to go to other people's parties. Yeah. Well, he cetera, never did. He always complained right. about so that now, stuff. Now so now he just like, has the excuse, just yeah. like me. But I mean, also he was in scores and having lap dances from people. That's at true. The same time. But I'm sure they like cleared the place out, so it was only his group that was in there. Yeah. But now he's probably afraid that a vagina is going to fart some COVID in his face. So <laughs> His doctor's name is Dr. Agus, A-G-U-S. So it's very, you know, it's interesting. What? But what? What's interesting? Sounds like about? anus. Oh. <laughs> anus. Does he make that joke all the time? No, but you can't help but think. <laughs> well, I, right. I can't. You, you know what I have on the mind. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> Uh, but uh, to, to one other thing I want to say about Metallica, though, I still like I very much appreciate that they are as big as they are. And as I've said before, I think it's, you know, they they uh, bring up the entire metal scene when they have one of these kind of media blitzes because it, it kind of shows that there is an audience there. And maybe some of these shows will will book a, a, a non Metallica band, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe it'll help. Non-Metallica metal bands beyond. Yeah, like Avenged Sevenfold. Kimmel. Yeah, exactly. That's what you know, we need. Up and comers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think it's good. I, Lamb I, of God. I, they, they need the publicity. And it's fun to see how excited uh, friends of mine are about it. You know, like it's it's an event. So it's Which cool you call see. them Not out a lot of. What? I'm Frank. Not calling Frank. them out. The Frank. <laughs> Jose, Jose? Yeah, yeah, he's excited about everything. You know bro. Jose Mangan's excited oh, about dude, it. Oh, dude, they were on Kibble last night. Dude. Can we bring up his Twitter and see what he's been tweeting this week about Metallica? No. Just search Metallica from Jose Mangan right now. He did a whole interview with them. I think he has a whole podcast up now on go. the uh, SiriusXM app. There you have interviewing it. Interviewing James folks. and Lars. 
Okay. So there you go. Sounds good. Can't wait. Uh, T-Tam's review is, it's royalty-free Metallica if you wanted a Metallica-type sound for your YouTube video but didn't want to pay them. That's 100% true. Correct. Couldn't have put it better myself. You probably could have if you just spent like a few extra minutes. Why are you shitting on T-Tam for that lovely... lovely I'm not necessarily shitting on T-Tam. I'm just saying you shouldn't sell yourself short. You're pretty creative. I just think you hit the nail on the head. What they did. That's fair. <laughs> but I hope I hope they end up doing uh, quite well, and I'm sure they will, because they're fucking Metallica. Yeah, mm. they're fine. And Leonard Nassar. Uh, did you guys see this Coachella? Like, there's like a metal Coachella now. It's called Power Trip. Coachella's oh. this weekend. Uh, but you know they have that festival grounds, and it's so just it's in, in the, the same the desert space. Yeah. And the band Power Trip is not playing, right? Wasn't there like some they're sort of backlash playing. about that? They're not at all involved. Well, they're not quite active at the moment because their singer tragically passed away. Oh, no. Oh, never mind. So, uh, Ironically they, tripped over a power cord and fell off the stage. I don't think that's how, <laughs> that's how oh. it passed, no. And, uh, but yeah, it, it, it is very weird that they created this festival and there's no way they... Like, even whoever came up with the name, there's no way somebody involved at no point brought up that, you know, there's a band called Power Trip. And they're like, ah, fuck it. We're going to name the festival. I guess they said what you said. We're just like, well, the guy's dead anyway, so who cares? Uh, That's not what I said. That's not what I said. That's the implication. They said, what? No, I'm saying just because the, the guy's dead, they shouldn't be using this name. This name is taken. That's but my, it's my not. On it. Are they still inactive? You said they're not an active band anymore. So they're, the name's not taken. They're currently inactive, but they're not broken up forever. And even still, so what? Black Sabbath is broken up. Should there be a festival called Black Sabbath? Yes. Uh, Black Sabbath isn't broken up until Ozzy's dead. And also, and Black fact, Sabbath isn't a common phrase like Power pro- Trip is. And oh, there's it an is. Ozfest. Yeah. But he owns that. Okay. It's not like Power it, it Trip exists. is getting royalties. Are they getting. Are they. <laughs> Are they giving power trip royalties? I think not. Well, are you holding out hope for a power trip reunion? It sounds like it. Yeah. I want I wouldn't be opposed to like them doing a tribute show, you know, getting some friends, come up a few different songs, do a nice little tribute to Riley. Uh, wouldn't they have already money. done that by now? Maybe they're organizing it. Who knows? Are they that sad that they're taking like a three year hiatus to mourn before even doing a tribute show? Well, he died just sometime during the pandemic, so it's not like they could have done it then. They're taking uh, seventy-two seasons to reflect on their <laughs> their emotions. I don't know. I don't know why you guys are ripping on Power Trip. I don't think that's cool. Leave How it, did I rip them out? Power leave them out of this. You brought it up, Rob. You brought it up. What? I'm bringing up the festival. So the point I want to make about the festival <laughs> is tickets are like six hundred dollars for GA. God damn. How is it one day? How long is this? It's three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, and it's G- so $600 for the whole, all three days. F- just to get in for a GA standing like half a mile away from the stage. So it's $200 a day, which is still yes. absurd, but less absurd. For six bands total. One third absurd. <laughs> Wait, is six bands total? It, uh, so it's two these bands are, a night. That's it. 
Yes. These, this is the whole bill. Friday night, Guns N' Roses and Iron Maiden. Saturday night, ACDC and Ozzy Osbourne. Sunday night, Metallica and Tool. I mean, these I are will say huge they, bands. they are huge bands. They are bands whose audiences average in age from 35 to, let's say, 65. So they certainly have the income. Yeah. And probably don't have the stamina to do like a full day festival. So I I understand from that point of view. It makes but yeah, I guess it's, it's so crazy. It's still like I feel like there could be you know like nobody gains anything from this other than money. <laughs> you know like no well, What else what's the other point that this would be gaining? I mean there could have been an opening band each night that's some sort of like Smaller band, oh, you know, Avenged Sevenfold. The people that like these bands are the kind of people that show up late for a show so they don't have to sit through the opener anyway. Yeah. But even even if, like, 20% of those people showed up and got there to their seats, that's probably more than whatever this artist would be playing for anyway. So it would still be nice exposure and good Well, publicity. couldn't they do, like, like the what the indie wrestling promotions do around WrestleMania weekend? Couldn't? smaller hard rock and metal bands do that around this if the if no. it's two bands a night and it's only the, at night then have matinee just, shows each of those the, days there's just housing around this it's like in the middle of the desert there's no but there's, like there's got to be some sort of space somewhere within driving distance that they could do something why can't this festival do it why can't this festival give back a little to the scene now listen yeah, Rob, I, I was gonna say I was gonna say, forget about opening bands. Just have like stands that for to promote joint joint pain cream and like <laughs> ultra yeah, right like beer. Oh man, you definitely need uh, what is it? Icy hot, like those icy hot, yeah, yeah. like like the the applicators, just so people could just rub their lower backs on it. Yeah, just to get that menthol release from standing all fucking. Mm. That's gonna be like Woodstock '99. Someone's gonna be charging like fifty-seven dollars for icy hot in the. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be people pushing over like buildings and shit. Yeah, I don't know about that. So let's look at the let's look at the ticket packages. The, or, or yeah, buy no, now. You're gonna buy let's now. See. Don't, don't click it, Rob. Don't click it. Six hundred dollars. Now means now. So you've bought it just by clicking. Now let me ask you you're something, Rob. Before you look at this, I want to ask you. Oh, while you look at it. Uh, you said the first thing you said introducing this segment was that it's like a metal Coachella. So I want to ask you, what is Coachella about this other than that it's just a big festival? Is it it's any there. It's at the, it's same at the site, at the location, and by oh, the same promoter. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yes, it's at the same. I thought you meant venue. it's just like Coachella. No, 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 no. I mean, it really like it. It is really Coachella. isn't because Coachella is like you know twenty Dozens artists fans, in a yeah. day. Yeah. Okay. But okay, so here here's the the pricing. So general admission is 599 plus fees. So let's see what the fees are. <laughs> oh my god, the fees are probably another $200. <laughs> well, you know, you wouldn't get one ticket. I feel like you'd get two tickets, right? You know, like, but the, the fees fee are going to be the fees proportionately are the same. The same. So, yeah. so I'm just saying like what what would it be for two tickets? Check, check out. Check out. Enter credit card information. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going <laughs> to give you fees. Oh, my goodness. How much it's is the fee? $100, $115 fee per ticket. That seems so, lower than I thought it was going to be, to be honest with you. Uh, it's not per I, ticket. It's per. It's uh, That's total. Oh, total. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. 
That's sixty five dollars per ticket. So yeah, which is, is still fucking ridiculous. Sixty five dollars yeah. is like what a ticket used to cost back in my day. Yeah. Now <laughs> it's just the fees. Plus, you got to add. I mean, you got to add some sort of parking or, or camping. You got to spend two hundred dollars on a parking ticket for your car, or if you have an RV, twelve twelve hundred. But I think that comes probably with you know you could plug in. You know they give you electricity sure. and and water. Water, water, water costs the fucking an extra five hundred dollars for three and days. The tent is sixteen hundred dollars. What do you get with the tent? There's not even like a description. You get a fucking piece of cloth. That's it. Yeah, oh, like is there amenities? Sold out. Oh wow! Oh, there's lodges. Camp in style by reserving a two-person lodge at our lakeside oasis. <laughs> The no, next, yeah. the next tier up, uh, you get to take selfies with the deceased singer of Power Trip. <laughs> no, they just—they're touring on, his corpse. Let, let's let's. That's be a the opening act. I think that's, that's really metal. Not, what? I don't think that's funny. I didn't say I was glad that he died. I understand, what? but I don't think it's appropriate to be okay. making those kind of jokes. Could we do a little thrasher to trash it of some Power Trip songs so I could decide whether I'm glad he died? No, God <laughs> you can do that on your own time. <laughs> All right. I'll do my own separate Patreon bonus episode. Just me <laughs> listening to dead musicians' bands to see if I'm happy they're dead or not. <laughs> Taking suggestions now. We'll start with Power Trip. So, thanks for making Rob mad at you in, in addition to being mad at me. I appreciate <laughs> that. You really uh, yes, me and out. the annoyance. Yeah. Thank the you. Team player. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're never going to get uh, that guy on Squared Circle Casket, Rob. Oh. <laughs> to be fair, circles and squares make terrible casket shapes. <laughs> good urns, though. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Was he cremated? How did he perish? What happened? I feel like we probably talked about it when it happened at first, and I said something inappropriate, but I completely forgot. So remind me, Rob. How did he so perish? The family doesn't really want that to be discussed. Let's put it so it's a mystery how he died? Uh, it's not quite a mystery. Will you tell me offline? Sure. Okay. It was reported at the time, but I don't want no, to go into So it. I'll Google it and say it later on the show. Uh, what else we got going on here? I'm glad somebody's having a good time today. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to the bottom of food. Was it Tim Lambesis <laughs> no. taking out the competition? Fuck. Fuck that guy. Um... Oh, I did want to talk about this uh, anti-woke beer. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was funny. This, this commercial that uh, surfaced this week from this uh, company that's... Like, we talked about this last week with the Kid Rock situation where mm -hmm. there was one sponsored TikTok video where a trans social media influencer, Dylan Mulvaney, who I truly had not heard of, uh, I mean, I heard the name, I think, maybe. Not much of an influencer. She didn't hear right. of it. Well, I'm, I'm an old, so she probably influences a younger child. Yeah, but you're, a, you're an old that's plugged into media content, though. For your... I'm still an old, though, so the, there's stuff that... Uh, I recognize my, my peripheral blindness. But anyway, uh, I, the point I'm making is I feel like the right has totally made her... Like, boosted her profile out to where, like, everyone knows her. So, 
nice little uh, profile boost for her. But so she did a spawn con for Bud Light, and it blew up into this whole thing about how like Bud Light is gay now, or Bud Light is transing your kids. Mm-hmm. So right. you can't. Uh, it's a verb now. <laughs> it is. It is. It's actually. It actually is. It's very sad. Uh, and so, uh, as, as predicted, as assumed. Now there's there's an anti woke beer, so I wanna I wanna play this commercial because it's fucking ridiculous. America's been drinking beer from a company that doesn't even know which restroom to use. Sure. <laughs> there's Dylan. That's why I created conservative dads, ultra right, one hundred percent woke free beer. Oh <laughs> my god. As conservatives, we're constantly getting hit. Tastes like slavery. By the woke mind virus. But the last place we've virus is in our beer. Oh, it's if the you know worst throw I've ever seen. You know what beer <laughs> you should be drinking. Stop giving money to woke corporations that hate our values. <laughs> also, it's like, what are your Close values? Eyes. He closed yeah. his eyes while he's the back. Beer splatter. You don't want the beer in your eyes. <laughs> no beer splatter. <laughs> Away from me. The beer splatter has the woke mind virus in it, so he wants <laughs> to make sure that's how he doesn't your get infected. A 97% chance that he's a closeted uh, LGBT person who is attacking others for feelings that he feels, right? Oh, most likely. Uh, if nothing else, he's definitely had sex with a trans woman. Yeah, sure. And she didn't return his calls afterwards, and, and he's mad. Stay the away from our kids. <laughs> Bud Light so, rapes people. <laughs> uh, so ultra right beer is brewed in uh, Northern Illinois, and you know Northern Illinois is Chicago. <laughs> Proudly made by child labor. Uh, <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, with beer, it takes a while to brew beer. You know, so you can only really like they. There's no way they set up. <laughs> Excuse me. They set up shop this quickly. Can, um, good. I want to ask you, Rob, <laughs> one second. Can you go put that can back on the screen for a second, please? Because I just noticed something. Is that a Puerto Rican flag on the, uh, <laughs> on the beer? Not uh-huh. It's not the U.S. flag. But it's not the American Texas? flag. I don't... Maybe? It's the, the Darren, logo for it's... Truth Social? That seems like a very woke version of the American flag. Yes. But the point I'm making here is there's only one brewery in northern Illinois mm-hmm. big enough to be able to take in a new order and ship this stuff so quickly. That would be a mass producer, and that would be Goose Island, mm. which is based out of northern Illinois. And do you know who owns Goose Island? I give up. A- Anheuser-Busch. Aha! The owners of Bud Light. So there's a very, very good chance <laughs> that this beer is being made in a Bud Light factory. And they don't care. They don't care. Because like 90% of the people who go buy Ultra Right are not going to care that where it would or know or find out where it was made. And this guy who makes, who markets to these people is going to make the money off of, you know, selling them a right uh, ring can of beer. So it's not going to ever come up is my point. It's only going to be like like uh fodder for schadenfreude for like people who are against this to go ah got him you know 
But this yeah. guy's still going to cash in on it. Who is this guy? Seth Weathers. Seth Weathers. That's a t- tongue twister. Yeah, what, who, who was he before this? Like, what's this guy's background? He's a weatherman. Perfect name for weather. <laughs> it's going to be 90 degrees and woke in central Illinois oh, today. No. <laughs> a six-pack is 19.99. That is insane. That is oh, way too much. I want to point out, you can get a 12-pack of Bud for like 10 bucks. Everything is expensive now, bro. Woke cereal is, ex- I mean, woke toilet paper. You wouldn't believe what this shit costs now. So this guy's a political consultant and digital strategist. Scammer. Yeah. Scammer. Fancy word for a scammer. Hmm. Quick man cometh in the chat said that it's the Liberian flag. Oh, no. There you go. He's promoting uh, African uh, nation states. There you go. That's good. That's kind of woke. Oh, it actually does look like the Liberian flag. I guess. Is it possible he just he's promoting black people going back where they came from? Oh, well, I mean, that's probably if anything, that's probably what it is. But his ancestors took him out of there. Well, now he's had enough. Oh. Their visa has expired. They need more racism in their lives. I don't. I don't support that in any way. But getting out of the United States right now is probably a good thing. Yeah, it's probably better beer in Liberia. Where are you going? It's got beer right in the name. I mean, I'm not going anywhere. I'm digging in my heels for the coming fight. But I'm just saying, it wouldn't hurt people to leave the country. Where would would you go? I don't, I wouldn't want to leave. I have too many roots here. I, I do love this country. I think I love lots of things about it. I just hate the government and the you're economy. You're planting your, your feet and you're going to fight. How how is Darren Delgado? No, I'm back? I'm going to support the fight. I'm too old to oh. be actual fighting. You almost got into a fight at the Mets game. That was you can fight. That was self defense, though. I wouldn't. Well, this go. would be. Well, isn't this possibly. the ultimate self defense? I'm not going to go to the front lines, guys. Sorry. What if the front lines come to you? Well, what? Give me an example. I'll give you my answer. Uh, let's see. A, a pickup truck pulls up in front of your building, mm-hmm. and he's blasting Ted Nugent. And anybody who comes out of your building, he's throwing racial slurs at them, including oh, you. I would tell him to get the fuck out of there. Of course, I would stand up to him. But then he but pulls out an AR-15. I would duck and cover and call the cops. He is a cop. Then we're all screwed, probably. God damn it! If the cops want to, cops want to fuck with you. They're gonna fuck with you. You have no recourse, really. They have all the guns and the, you know, all the weapons. Well, then I guess there's no point to fight. It's but all this over. Is why, this is why we need so weapons. We need more and more people with more. weapons. Yes, agreed. So we need actual good guys with guns, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yes, I do agree with that. I think that's a bad. I think that's a one of those liberal conservative things where they're both wrong. Like, uh, I think when the when when the um, conservatives say that we need good guys with the guns, that the people they're talking about are not good guys. And I think when the liberals answer them and go, "No, we need no one with guns," that's like the exact wrong answer. Like, we need people to we need people to be able to protect themselves with guns, but we do also at the same time need restrictive gun laws i would say but not to abolish or get rid of guns 
That's my position on Second Amendment stuff. Agreed. There needs yeah. to be so, uh, some more security checks. Well, we know how you feel, Rob. You go shooting every weekend with your pals. <laughs> I went shooting one time a year ago. You were critiquing Kid Rock's forum with his rifle last week on the show. You're an expert. That's right. <laughs> I just remembered the first thing they told me, which was tuck your fucking elbow. I'll be fair. I don't think you need any training to know that Kid Rock looked awkward shooting a gun last week. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so also I saw that now, uh, Motley Crue are now in the studio working what? on new material. They don't care that Mick Mars is suing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, uh, the band is like pushing back that they're being bullied or something like that. Uh, by a, if you're being bullied by a 79 pound man with scoliosis, it's time to stop recording content. His weight and his age are equal. That's true. But they they're probably crossing at yeah. a crossroads. Yeah, <laughs> one's going up and one's going down. He's going to be 20 pounds when he's 100 years old. It's very interesting because their manager went and gave a bunch of quotes to Variety Motley Crue's manager. Uh, Alan Kovac. Uh, wow, sounds it, like a Tonight Show comedian in 1974. Hey, welcome Alan Kovac, everybody. It's very urbane. Some of these quotes, it's like you could almost hear Trump delivering them. About, oh no, like like accusations that like he's had. You know, uh, he said Mars is coming out with a list of allegations. Quote. To gain leverage in his spear campaign on Motley, he's attacked the band and he's done it in a slanderous way with false accusations and misrepresenting the facts to the fans. Mick is not, not the, the victim. victim. <laughs> yeah. Victims are Motley Crue and the band, which Mick is so prideful of, of course. <laughs> but then he is the victim because he was part of the band. <laughs> so he, wait, did he victimize himself? I guess. Wait, I read the read the the quote like a few sentences later. What's upsetting to me? Goes, What's upsetting to me is not Mick, but his representatives have guided Mick to say and do harmful things to the brand he cares about so much. Motley Crue. He has a degenerative <laughs> disease. People are taking advantage of him. It's called elder abuse. Isn't that like like that's like total Trump shade? That's like, Trump talking about Biden. I think. Yeah. In office. <laughs> and he's got a point. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a very smart move of the manager to come out and say all this stuff because I feel like if Nikki Six is out here burning McMars, he's going to look like the heel. So at least yeah. the manager is taking the heat for the band, which that's what the manager is supposed to be doing. I got to say, but this is a real roller coaster of a story. Like, <laughs> one, one thing you read, I'm like siding with Mick Mars. And the next thing I'm like, oh, you know what? They actually made a good point. And it goes back and forth like a ping pong ball. I think there's just no innocent parties here. Like there's we have gripes with all sides. So that's like true. there's really nobody to root for other than they just all go away. Yeah. But that's not happening. Well, I, give it I a few know. years. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of hard. Yeah, exactly. Like, even if you start thinking, like, "Oh, well, Motley have a point." Like, ultimately, the 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 reason for this 
is just greed to begin with. <laughs> you know, like, it, there, there's no need for any of this. They should have just facts. stayed retired, but. Who are you to how, say that, Rob? How come, how come they're not playing the Power Trip Festival? That's a good question. How come Mick Mars outlived the lead singer of Power Trip? It's another good question. Sad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do you want to hear new Molly? Do you think the new Molly Crew album will be better or worse than 72 seasons from Metallica? Worse? Worse. Worse. It'll be outrageously bad as opposed to mediocre. Well, the thing is, the new album from Motley Crue will have uh, the very talented, and I sincerely mean that, John Five doing mm -hmm. guitar lick. So, well, I don't think it'll be but... bad like musically. I think there's probably all still competent musicians for the simple shit they're recording here, but I think it'll just be pathetic. It'll just be like seventy-two-year-old people talking about strip clubs and like yeah. you know the sunset strip and girls and yeah. girls sucking my dick and all this other shit, you know, I'm just going to be pathetic and really stupid. Like, what if it's about like more up to date stuff, like going to the podiatrist and uh, I'd listen to that. Honestly, it, honestly, you, if you're asking me a real question, not a rhetorical question. Yes, that would be preferable. I would love, I would yeah. unironically love a, a Motley Crue album with the sounds and beats and everything of a Motley Crue album, but they're talking about aging. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. Not joking. Make that out. Am Lodipede, blood pressure medication, take once a day. Am <laughs> Lodipede, oh keeps your God. heart steady, give you long life. <laughs> he's the one they call Dr. Scoliosis. <laughs> oh, he's the one they call Dr. Zismore. That's a good <laughs> <laughs> He's the one you see when your flesh falls off. <laughs> He's the one to see when your scalp bleeds. There's got to be a dick pill song in there, right? That's oh, all these poor guys. Do they even want their, their dick to work at this point? Tommy Lee does. That's like yeah. his whole brand. He absolutely does. Man, yeah. how many pills does he have to take? <laughs> Is it by size? Do you like the bigger your dick, the more pills it takes? He needs a fucking oil Derek to make that stand <laughs> Holy shit. Literally a guy named Derek who just oils up his cock before he fucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's what like, I meant. If you think about it, like he probably requires far more blood to get that boner pumping. You know, sure. there, there's way more surface area to <laughs> harden. <laughs> Maybe that's the... why Mick Mars is so sickly. They're just draining blood from Mick Mars to keep Tommy Lee's dick hard. Draining blood! <laughs> he just hooks Mick up to an IV on the tour bus and they th Mick thinks it's like good blood that they're transfusing into him but really they're just taking mixed blood and pumping it into tommy's cock wow and it and it's really they're running out you didn't have much left <laughs> yeah that's why they're like all right you could go now john five better watch out oh fuck john two and a half in a minute <laughs> if he starts looking old and frail i think you're on to something <laughs> oh no that's like a new horror movie like they just keep recruiting guitarists to Train blood out of their cocks yes. for their own boners. Who's the fattest person in rock that they could like the most corpulent like person with the most bodily fluids that they could Quest get? Questlove. Oh, 
Just for, to bring it back to Jimmy Fallon. Kirk Winstein from Crowbar. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Who was that fat drummer from Demo Borgir? Is he around? Oh, still? Nick Barker. He's a <laughs> what, Rob? Good job. He got that obscure name right away. Oh, he's a pretty famous drummer. What about Dino? Oh, Dino Cazares. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, Pure Factory. He's going to join Motley Krill. He'll be 175 and running marathons in a couple of weeks. What about Chuck? You Billy? know they'll start. They'll Chuck they'll Billy. start uh, billing it as a uh, weight loss program too. <laughs> yeah. To something here. Yeah, well, you lose so much weight, you look like Mick Mars. That's a, not the Mick Mars diet. It's like remember the uh, the the AIDS candy. I remember those yes. commercials? Oh my god. It was a shame. <laughs> no, just the, the name choice. Yeah, but it was spelled different, right? It was A Y A Y A Y D S, yes. <laughs> like that matters. You go to ask for a deadly disease at the at the grocery store. And of course they keep it behind the counter, so you have to ask. You can't just take it off the rack yourself, motherfuckers. Right. Have to go out there and ask for AIDS. Oh, Oh, how how dare they do that to people? <laughs> I'd rather be hooked up to an IV by Nikki Six. So wait, so now there's Nikki Six, there's John Five. Yeah. Are they all gonna add numbers to their names? Four T- Tommy Nine. <laughs> Four five. <laughs> Three point seven. Two. <laughs> oh, too, keep pressing. Keep pressing. Uh, in sadder news, uh oh, we learned that a uh, <clears throat> acquaintance of the show, David D. Rainman, oh, he's still alive, unfortunately. <laughs> but his, but his, his marriage is not. His, but his marriage is not. Unfortunately, right. J- uh, uh, David D. Rayman of Disturbed and his wife, Lena Drainman. Uh, Almost Lena Dunham. Uh, yeah. After 11 years. And the 50-year-old singer opened up about a split in a new interview. Uh, and speaking about why Disturbed continues to make music and stay creative after being together for nearly 30 years, David know. said, Therapy. It's pure and simple as that. So this is his ex-wife's fault that they got back together. That answers how he's making music. It doesn't answer why he's making music. <laughs> well, he says why. It's because for him, it's the most effective form of therapy. Men yeah. will literally go on tour with Disturbed rather than go to therapy, is so just, what he's saying. So just make the music and throw it out, then. We don't need yeah. to. <laughs> just go to therapy. Spare the rest of us. Do you guys, are you guys aware of who his ex-wife is? She She was a former WWE diva. She wasn't really a diva. Like I I looked this up uh, uh, for a, you know, when this happened as well. She was tough enough or something. She was in like the diva search or something, but Uh, she never. She was never like an active character. She found her true calling to be married to David Drainman. She was also in the movie I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. She played a Hooters girl. That movie's so stupid. I have not seen that movie. I watched. She's a pretty it. lady, though. She's attractive. Oh, I mean, sure. of course, sure, of course. What are you surprised? 
But it's like can you, a big like, rock just, star. he looks like he went to like a Hawaiian tropic model meet and greet, and he's just posing with this model yeah. who's disgusted to be next to him. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, the chemistry doesn't quite fly off the screen here. No. Yeah. So but he's a rock star. That's a common thing. Oh man. my god. Even his son is cringing at this one. Oh, he's holding a picture. They're sitting on Santa's lap, and David D. Rainman is holding a picture saying, a sign saying, I'm down with the Christmas. Written in a Sharpie. It's not even like a nice, well-made sign. Guys oh worth $50 trillion. Go to, the, go to the sign maker, for fuck's sake. You're going to plan all this shit out. Well, that's why, that's why the marriage didn't work. Because he's Jewish? <laughs> No, because he, he couldn't get a good sign. Dusty said she was a former Nitro girl. Is that true? She's not old enough to have been That's a, a Nitro. That's a different one. That's a, he's thinking of a different woman. I think he's kidding. But it's, she, all the Nitro girls are probably like 55 now. I mean, that was a while ago. Is Stacy Keebler on the market? Uh, no, she's married. Uh, Quick Man Cometh says, if David D. Rayman can't find love, there's no hope for the rest of us. Well, he found it for like 11 years, I guess. Yeah. Darren, do you have any advice as, as a man that, that went through a divorce? I mean, it's a slightly not non-analogous situation. The guy's worth fifty million dollars. I'm sure he'll be he'll be in love very shortly again. You're both Jewish. You're both strong Jewish men with great singing voices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. There's Thanks. That. Any any coping techniques you could pass along? Uh, I feel like he should go do a lot of pro-Israel activism. That'll help him. <laughs> oh, well, that would help you. News. He's already doing that, so he's on the path. <laughs> oh, good. That's nice. Do you think that's what broke them up? Like, she was all into the BDS, and he just couldn't stand it anymore? I mean, I that's hope it. so. That'd be the number... The only one of two things that would make me happy about this divorce. That or... She said, "Is this fucking singing sucks, and he should stop making music." <laughs> Enough with this singing. <laughs> Enough with this. You think she picked up the Jewish uh, yes. Long Island voice? I know. With the singing every week, I can't stand it. <laughs> you're in the basement. You're doing it with the door. You're doing it with the door closed. I can't hear nothing. I don't know what you're doing in there. You're looking at Playboys. I have no idea. Come up to hang out with your child for a minute already yes. with the music. Yes, with the, ah, 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 you're down with the sickness. I'm down up here. I'm up here with the kids. You're down with the sickness. I'm, I'm up, up with the Vaclemt here. Get up, up here. I'm up here cleaning the curtains. You're down with the sickness. I don't care. I don't care what sickness you have. Your sickness, you're, you're mental. You're mental in the camp. <laughs> you're a schmuck. I don't want to talk. I don't want to know from you. <laughs> David D. Rainman, I married. I could have married like a James Hetfield. He was on rehab for twenty years. I could have scooped. I could have scooped him up. No, I'm making. I'm making. Uh, I'm making Kriplach for David D. Rainman, like a fourth tier, fourth tier power trip uh, performer. <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Might as well be dating Shifty Shellshock over here. <laughs> At least he was in a great movie. <laughs> with the great Charles Groton. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, yes, yeah, so our yeah, thoughts so, are with David D. Raidman. Yeah, he said he's battling people. depression, batting, battling all the demons that normally come along so with wait, divorce. 
So which thing is what the D stands for? We got divorce, we got depression, we got demons. Yeah. It's a lot of he's, D's. He's, in the he's D a regular three D himself. <laughs> I hate you both for comparing this man to me. This talentless hack. <laughs> is divorce in there? Did you say divorce? Yeah. Divorce, depression, demons. Mm-hmm. He lost his dog recently. No, oh, that's another D. That's a fourth D. <laughs> oh, dead dog. That's actually five Ds. Or did he, like, literally the dog is just missing? I'm confused. No, no, no. Died. He was, was 14 years old. So is the uh, demon the ghost of his dead dog? Maybe. Uh... Oh, my goodness. So on the new Disturbed album, there's a song called Don't Tell Me, and it's a duet with Ann Wilson from Heart. What? Another D. What? Duet. <laughs> Is it a Die Dianu? That would be another D. <laughs> there you go. A two-one. Uh, the track was inspired by Disturbed guitarist Dan Donegan. Oh, my God. <laughs> What is going on here? This is a prank, right? Dan Donegan Donegan also had a divorce. (laughs) Dan Donegan divorce. So Dan Donovan divorced David Drainman, and they did a duet (laughs) singing Dai Dai Anu. Is that what we're getting? About a dead dog. This is a depressed demon. It was kicked by Dave Mustaine. (laughs) Another D. This show loves the D, let me tell you. <laughs> it's so cold. Here. So, oh, mm. Wow. Oh, I guess he announced his divorce in a Facebook message in February. He described himself as, quote, heartbroken and, quote, very lost. Depressed? And revealed there was no infidelity involved in the split. Okay. Weird. We weren't asked, like, why would we think that? You know, like, maybe he was okay. like afraid that all the the um, disturbed fans would like attack his wife on social media, thinking she cheated on him, and he wanted wow. to squash that. Why wouldn't it be the other way, where they think he cheated on her? Because look at him. Yeah, he's preemptively doing damage control. <laughs> uh he went on to say that there was no bad blood between him and his now ex-wife and added that they would, quote, continue to be the best parents we can be to uh, our son, Samuel, who was born in September of 2013. I was bracing Lena- myself for a really either a really stupid name or a really Jewish name. Shmuel. Probably Shmuel on the birth certificate, yeah. right? Maybe his yeah. middle name is something like that. Or like Semyon or something. I'm disappointed he wasn't uh, born in uh, December. <laughs> We're going to wait. We're going to wait. No Lena is still <laughs> the best mother I could ever hope for. So we've got that going for us. I wonder if she would say he's the best father that she could ever hope for. I don't think I, I haven't seen that statement. Well, yeah, he, did, he didn't make a 99 cent oak tag sign for the, the photo that he did with his kid there. Well, we all we know is he held it up. We don't know that he's the one who made it necessarily. That's worse. Get involved yeah. in your kid's yeah. uh, life, jerk off. <laughs> he added, I will continue to try to be the best father and front man I can be. 
That, I hope that Sam. Does that have weird. to do with anything? I hope that Sam can forgive me one day for my part in this failure. Oh, passive so aggressive. This, yeah, like you could just from the statement, you could tell that she left him. Like it's so obvious she's so done with his bullshit. <laughs> just the way the wording is here, you know, like the like you said, Darren, the the pas- passive aggressiveness uh, and the lack of taking full responsibility is, is really part. shining through. Yeah. That's a classic narcissist thing. I, I'm a, I'm sorry for my part. You never specify what your part is. Yeah. It's vague, but, we, but we're, we're making sure that they know they had a part, too. Uh, and is, he and, be, is he being passive aggressive to his ex-wife or to his kid? That's probably not even clear. Right. <laughs> also, like, his kid is 10 years old. Like, bro, what are yeah. you doing? Bro, bro, bro. Wow. Yeah, his kid's not using Facebook. He's not going to see that message. <laughs> Put it on Put Snapchat, maybe. Uh, that's also, it's not a, that's already over anyway. Roblox. Can you put messages on Roblox? Put on Rumble. <laughs> Apparently, uh, last November, uh, Dan Donegan revealed that the drummer of Disturbed, Mike Wengren, no, he's, he's got to be kicked out with that name. Yeah. All, also went through a divorce. So the whole band is basically a bunch of divorced dads. Divorced They're literally dads. divorced dad energy. Do they drink far right beer? I don't think they're far right. Aren't they also Illinois based? Are they oh, investors they are. in the in the product? Uh, uh. <laughs> what would you say they are if not far right? Um I would say they're mostly I would, you know, David Draymond's Israeli positions would be right wing. I would certainly agree there, but I would say otherwise he's probably more uh, center ish. I would say he's a right leaning moderate conservative. Okay, but Israel's—I would agree with that. Israel's far right government has been so normalized in U.S. culture that it's like a moderate position to be pro-Israel, even though it's really not. Yeah. I'd even go so far as to say he's a liberal in general, but that's just his big blind spot. And mm-hmm. he just happens to talk the most about the thing he's the most oblivious mm-hmm. to the realities of. Yeah, uh, I follow him on Twitter and I always just end up seeing, like, you know, I'm looking at my timeline and it's this very uh, right wing point of view on Israel. And I'm like, how did this end up on my feed? And 10 out of it's 10 times, David Draymond retweeted. Oh, because <laughs> it's like that's the only way I'm seeing this. And that's exactly why I follow him because I, I, I need to be reminded that this, this is the viewpoint uh, with which I disagree. Oh, no good. echo chamber here, folks. Yes. You listen to all sides. That's good. You're very anti-censorship. Yep. Uh, except when it's a Metallica album. I can only listen to one side. Then I got to turn it off. You, By one side, I mean one song. Oh, well, the way they fucking paste their songs, it's long. It's so long. Someone made this funny video of, uh, you know, I guess it was if one Metallica's one was on this new album and all it is, it's just, they just looped like all the riffs like 18 times in a row before they get to the next one. It's really funny. Oh, so the new, basically their new albums. Yeah. It said if it was on the new album, if one was on the new album. Uh, So, you know, we're talking about uh, uh, Jewish stuff and uh, 
Sweet Home Alabama is Jewish it, stuff? It is Israeli. So, yeah, well, there's actually a, a Jewish Sweet Home Alabama cover. Uh, so. I just find that hard to believe. It's not a place for Jews, really. I guess it's just a cover with the weird choice. Is that Maris Yahoo? Looks like him. But then again. <laughs> you just think every guy with a suit face looks like No, I think they go out of their way to look uh, identical. That's, yeah. If they shaved, I'm sure they'd look like and dressed, you know, differently. They'd look like totally different people. Uh, they're just like us. Oh, Alabama. Does this ever go into vocals again? There we go. Is this at like a wedding? What, what? I need context on this video. Please stop lynching all the Jews. <laughs> this hair is, is Where's brutal. his beard? This is like a uh, like a reverse mullet almost. Dusty Rose Muffler said uh, J.J. Top should be the name of this band. <laughs> J2 Top. So what was the context of that, Rob? I don't know. I didn't I didn't add this. This was some, I thought you added this into the No. Links. It was in the Discord, I think. I thought you added it, Rob. Ha, has some, did somebody hack into our... Did Israeli guy hack into our... <laughs> Uh, link thread for the show. No, I think it was these Hasidim that uh, did it, and they wanted to get promotion for their their wedding uh, band. Rob, this is what happens when you give George Soros all our passwords. Well, he paid me enough money. Where? God damn it! I, I'll allow it. That was pretty good, though. They're they're yeah. a good band. You gotta say. I wonder I just... what their version of Moshiach sounds like. Oh my god! Must be <laughs> off the fucking charts. You kidding? Throw some solos on there. Oh, sorry. What? That's right. So throw some guitar solos on that. Let's see. Here, I might have it here. Hold on. No, this is the original. <laughs> they that song is getting some heavy rotation, man. Every time there's a Jewish holiday now, they I see the people outside with the donation cups and like they have to set up their stand and one of the songs is always that one. Do you stop and sing along and make them very confused? I did once. I didn't stop. I didn't stop. I walked by. They had a long <laughs> table that covered a full city block, basically. And I walked from one end to the other singing that song and like getting real into it. You know? <laughs> and the guy, the guy who was like the head of the like who was engaging with the people and handing out flyers was like, Oh, you know this? You know this? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do. It's a great song. It's very it's a catchy. Banger. You Jewish? You Jewish? That's when I zone out. I'm like, yeah, because they'll get you into a 45 minute conversation. Yeah, I never deny my Judaism. I have to say, I don't lie and say, no, I'm not Jewish. I say, yes, I am. And I'm not interested. I have to I have to retain that small level of pride. Wouldn't Fair be right not. to lie. I, I, I'm, I'm proud to lie. <laughs> like no back off bitch you know what it is i would i agree with you rob you're in the right here but i just can't bring myself to do it like my mind goes like to auschwitz and all these ghosts like looking at me like what are you doing you know it's i can't help it i can't help myself no i i imagine those ghosts being like 
Hey, we would say no too. We don't want yeah. to be bothered by this. We guy. would we were tortured for three and a half years. We don't mind. We don't want you to be tortured too. Yeah, for three and a half <laughs> minutes, it's even too much. <laughs> it's almost the same thing. <laughs> what did you content this week, boy? Any other blame juice stuff? Blame it on the rain. That was falling, falling. Blame it on the German guards with bayonets. Oh, that's not nice. I mean, they should be blamed. Yes. Fine. Never forget. Never forget. So, uh, Darren, uh, speaking of Jews, yeah, you're a Jew. I am one. Great segue. You, you wanted to uh, <laughs> discuss something about umpiring. Oh, yeah. No, it's a little small thing that happened, but I was uh, umpiring a game, and it was like this, you know, adult league of, you know, of all ages. This guy's behind the plate. He's probably my age, within five years on either side, so, you know, 40s-ish. And uh, he's just behind the plate catching. He's talking to me. I've seen him before. We've had, like, nice, polite conversations. And a few innings go by. It's probably, like, the fourth inning rolls around. And he says to me, uh, we we got into some conversation about being tired. I don't know. We were both two tired old men. And, you know, how we have life is throwing all this shit at us, whatever. Polite conversation. He goes, oh, yeah. And uh, my wife died a few days ago. And I'm Oh, my God. I've been so tired. I haven't slept a lick, but so calm, like like as if he's talking about taking the garbage out. You know what I mean? Like he's just totally calm. He's like, yeah, I haven't slept at all. And I don't know what to say. I'm just standing there like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to hear that. He's like, yeah, you know, he just kind of like blew it off. You just got to be like, so uh, you're going to get back out there? Yeah. Well, he was there. He was throwing the ball like he was literally out there. He was doing warm ups. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, get back out there in the dating scene. Like, oh, get back out. I thought you meant get back on the field and play. Like, I should. <laughs> yeah. All right. Quit whining. Take second base. <laughs> so then, <laughs> chapter two. All right. So I somehow that awkward exchange ends, right? And I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, we start playing again. And that's well, like. Let couple, me ask. Wait, hold on. Right. Let me just ask this quick question. Do you think. In some way, it, like this was bullshit. He was trying to get sympathy from you to get better calls. I don't know about the get the better calls, but I did start to think he was trolling me, though. And so for some reason, I don't think, you know, he would give a shit about the game that much. It's a very casual league. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I did think he might have been fucking with me. But I didn't say anything. But because the second time he gets back there and he's like, oh, yeah, man, I was just out of nowhere. Like, I haven't this time I haven't even said a word. I'm just doing my umpire job. And he just turns to me while he's warming up the pitcher, and he goes like, uh, "I've I've been crying my eyes out for like so like since Tuesday, whatever, you know. I've I've just been crying and crying and crying. And I can't stop. I'm like, this feels like this should be something should be doing in therapy. Like I'm not talking to a stranger, you know. I guess you're like an authority figure. You're supposed to be like the wise <laughs> one on the field, so maybe you're the closest he can." get to it yeah, there this is above my pay grade like i'd be happy to <laughs> talk to you after the game's over like i feel like this is just a bad way to do this god damn did he have a good game at least they won all right <laughs> he's like the oldest he was like the oldest guy on the team i think he was more like uh uh he used to be the well maybe he got he stepped down because he used to be the coach of this team i had them last year and he wasn't this time so maybe that's 
thing, someone had to take over because that thing happened. Yeah. Jesus boy, Christ. Oh boy. This was thrust onto me without uh, my consent. <laughs> I felt terrible. Like, what do you, I, but I just didn't know how to handle this social situation, you know? Sid, how would, you, how would you have handled it? I, I would not. I, I don't know. I would have just been like, oh, look, it's top of the third inning. Let's go. All right. <laughs> that is I, what I, I did it. effectively. Like, but I think I, I segued it in a sensitive way, though. Yeah. Uh, what would you do if that happened and uh, a cop was in front of your building shooting at you like Ted Nugent? <laughs> Maybe that's who killed his wife. <laughs> oh, <no>. Yeah. <laughs> Got to step up. Yeah, I would just go back inside the building. If Me I saw too. that guy, if I saw the cop, if I saw the dead wife, I if I saw David D. Rainman's dog, just go back inside. That's why I never leave. I would handle any coming revolution the same way I would handle the incident at the Mets game I told you about last week. I'm not going and agitating, but if I'm attacked, I will defend myself and anyone who has the balls to go pick up a weapon and go fight for the freedom of the people. I support you in any way that I can. Yeah. Rob, are you going to buy a gun? Um, I don't currently feel the need to have one, but I would. What if your rowdy neighbor starts shit? You want to be able you have to a point a gun in his face? Rowdy round the rousy in your neighborhood? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We have a... Uh unstable uh, neighbor who lives in a literal shack did i zone out on the show before i don't remember this at all i might have missed the my memory might be failing me just has these two pit bulls and he kind of leaves them out and they bar he lived he literally lives in in like a a shack uh it's like shake shack where is there a shack around there in, in between two uh buildings he built this little fort for himself that's so how it's legal I just want to paint the picture for the audience. Rob lives in a very shishi, uh, nice neighborhood of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and I, I can't picture their. It's nice. I, I can't it's picture like brownstones, but they're yeah, they're not as nice as you know, a mile up, but they're pretty nice. You can't picture there being a, just a shack like a, like what like a you, bungalow like what is it a you, bungalow? You, no, it's literally a shack. It's like a bunch of like sticks uh, and stones like nobody like knows what's sticks. in there like rob haven't you speculated that there's like an underground like basement Lair. lair that he goes into it it's not just the shack that's where uh, david Drainman records his music with his wife <laughs> yelling at him upstairs i thought that but apparently that's not the case because someone was in there so I, in the last few weeks he's been acting out a lot he, he already acts out like he'll yell at people on the street uh, and uh, but he almost got into a fight with my wife a few years ago. Remember that? Mm-hmm. He, like charged oh, at our car as we were leaving. He he was Whoa. screaming at us as we were getting into the car, and then my wife decided to scream back at him, and then he ran up to the oh, car. Oh yeah, that was a big mistake. Yes, yes, yes. And I was just like, why uh, are you engaging him? He's gonna like break our window or something. We're just almost gone already. So he would uh, just play a uh, horn honking sound for literally hours at a time like i'm not exaggerating <laughs> like at a night or six in the morning and then it became just music it was like this one track from the lord of the rings score that's what he was playing 
Uh, and then it was just this high pitch whistle. And that was like the most brutal one. It was just wow. for hours. It was like, it was impossible to sleep anyway. So, uh, he started being so annoying that I've now ended up getting to know all of my neighbors because of this, because there's now a community WhatsApp <laughs> group where we're all like, Hey, what is going on? Like, like, how could we stop? Like our lives are like, we are all being tortured. This is, we didn't do anything to deserve this. Uh, and so now I, I believe somebody started uh, researching that there, you know, there's a lot of uh, building code violations <laughs> and, and I guess finally the right person saw that. So now he's getting like all this shit, but I have to say also, uh, it's it's it was a little weird because I I am very much inconvenienced by this guy, I do not like him, but at the same time it's like, I don't know I don't, I don't know if I want him to go to like jail you know or, right, right, right. or I don't want like the cops to hassle him, so it's been a it's been a weird fine line within this group of like how far to take things, because uh, yeah, everyone does have good intentions. But also sometimes you got to be like, well, are we really going to push it this far? You know, like uh, one of the options was like a lawsuit that would cost thousands of dollars. And it's like, like you guys would sue him. Yes. Uh, or, and it, or like a um, like a restraining order type thing. OK. Uh, no, it's not quite a restraining order, but basically that. And it was like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm not contributing into a pool for this you know like also i'm a renter some of you are property owners like why am i <laughs> so like, you're okay with this. this happening you just don't want to have to shell out a few bucks to make it happen. i'm not okay with it happening and i don't want to shell out a penny for it so what's I'm, your perfect I'm, solution I'm, to this issue are you just ha content to deal with this annoyance well, and harassment for the rest of the time you live there because now that the uh, building inspectors have gotten involved, he's actually now on much better behavior. <laughs> so I'm fine now. I'm great. He stopped. He stopped doing the annoying stuff for the most part. Uh, also, I want to say though, like it got much worse than that. I don't want to like get into too many details, but like he really started like throwing his like uh, dog's poo, like leaving it. He left his dog's poo on on my building's garbage cans, oh. which was just ridiculous. Wait, like in a bag or just like literal turds on top of a garbage can? Literal turds, baby. Who literal that turds that were so dry there was <laughs> that like, like, let me say, let me just get through this. They were so dry that there's construction happening on the, was happening on the, on the ground level of my uh, building. Uh -huh. And I assumed that I was like, Oh, is this like some dry cement or something? Like, like I was like, is that poo or is that dry cement? I'm not going to overthink it until my like first floor neighbor was like, there's shit in our garbage. I was like, okay, so that is shit. <laughs> That's how weird it looked. So it, it's been a, a very eventful time on my, on my frou-frou block. If this was truly a frou-frou neighborhood, this this would not stand. This guy. Well, that's would be, how frou frou it is. You got all these white liberals dealing with guilt and not knowing how to deal with this guy. They're so frou frou. No, that's the thing. Dead. If it was frou frou, there would be no guilt. He would have been out of here a long time oh, ago. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. Like I want to. Down the ladder. For a uh, for the record, I want to say that the word I used was shishi, not frou. -frou. Oh, that's right. Oh. Which <laughs> <laughs> is also the name of his pitbull. <laughs> I don't know. 
Frufu and Snoo Snoo. But yeah, so he's mostly stopped. I, I haven't really heard any kind of sound stuff in the last two weeks, so it's been it's been nice. Maybe he's dead. Is that possible? No, no. Maybe we should get him together with the guy that uh, pins poetry to your uh, apartment door, Sid. Oh, he doesn't pin poetry to my door. He oh. pins complaints. Oh, okay. But that I haven't had any run-ins with that guy in quite some time. I really think I uh, scared him with my weird sarcasm that one time. It's very strange. Right. He's just a weird guy. It's your superpower. I guess so, yeah. It worked. And I haven't even heard him fucking in quite some time, so that's good. There's some that characters in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. What did you say, Rob? Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was saying uh, that there, there are some characters in my neighborhood. There's a woman who uh, performs with an acoustic guitar. Oh, yeah. By me, uh, and that all of her donations, all of the all the money you throw in the you know the pool, she says she'll donate to Ukraine. Vaguely, didn't you like so find it's like her on social like, media or something? Uh, we looked her up, yeah. Uh, but like, you know, it felt like a weird guilt trip. Like, hey, you have to give me money because it's not for me; it's for these victims. But it's like your music isn't good, <laughs> so now you're all <laughs> victims. Yeah, like, why am I suffering? Because, because of Ukraine. Do we want to do a thrasher or trasher? Can you find her real quick? I don't remember what it yeah. is. I don't. Take a walk yeah. later today with Bobka and see if you could get her handles. We could do this next mm-hmm. week then. Maybe we could just get her on the show altogether, do a live performance yeah. in the living room. Maybe if we donate something to Ukraine, she'll feel guilty enough. Or if we say that one of us is Ukrainian. One of us is Ukrainian. Okay, there you go. I'm part Ukrainian. For yeah. Sure. I mean, many, many, many years removed. I'm like a fourth generation, uh, a third generation American, but it's in there somewhere. So she should be willing to come on the show and promote. She, she should be. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here, folks. But I do know that you should uh, check out our Patreon if you want a little more live cast, we uh, have two wonderful episodes we posted up this month. We did, like I mentioned, we did this watch along of Clifford, which was very yeah. difficult to watch. No, I had a great time. Yeah. Movie sucks, but I had a great time. And, you will too. Uh, and earlier in the month, we did a watch along, uh, which I really enjoyed, of. Brooklyn 11223 and Russian Dolls, two South Brooklyn reality shows that were so bad that they mm. were fucking great. You get that for five bucks a month. You get two bonus episodes a month, including those and all the bonus episodes we've done in the last two or three years. We've been doing the Patreon. Plus, Sid has a weekly column of television recommendations. And you'd be supporting the show. You'd be, you'd be helping us do fun stuff. So we'd really appreciate your support. Patreon.com slash RIP Livecast. I also wanted to mention our playlist. We do a Spotify playlist called the RIP Livecast Music Break. Every week we each add a song. We have over 33 hours of music now for you to jam 499 songs. Very exciting. Tons of fun stuff in here. And every week we pick something. This week I picked this really great uh, ambient work from Aphex Twin. I would really dive into their stuff a little more. Aegis, Aegis Polis. Aegis Polis. What is that? Aegis Polis. I don't know. 
Isn't that uh, Howard Stern's doctor? <laughs> That's Dr. Agus. There you go. That's what you just said. Uh, this beat on this song has been uh, stuck in my head many a time. So now I want How to does get it go? stuck in your head. It goes, do, 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 do. No, that's not accurate. <laughs> I just wanted to let you guys know. No, uh, it goes. Isn't that the theme to the banana splits? Do you remember when we could just play things on this show? Wasn't that a great time? Aegis Polis means leather city, by the way, in Greek. Oh, Rob, you've been there. You just like the song at a whole new level now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. So what else we got going? Uh, Sid, what did you pick? Uh, well, you mentioned my TV column and a uh, show that uh, has been discussed on the Discord and we've talked about it offline is Beef on Netflix, which is a good show. I really enjoyed And it's got a very like, it takes place present day, but like all the songs they use are like from the 90s and the aughts in a weird way, like. They in like a very poignant scene at the end of a certain episode, they used the reason by Hoobastank, which I've never seen or heard referenced in pop culture in a non joking way. So it like really took me a moment to be like, wait, so is, are they seriously using this song or is this going to end up being funny somehow? I was like on guard, but no, they meant it in like a completely serious, like poignant way. Hoobastank. Don't tell me, don't tell me you played Hoobastank. No, 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 no. The song I wanted to play was Natural One by Folk Implosion, which they used in a in a episode. I really like that song, but somehow that song is not on Spotify. Very strange. Wild. But so the next coolest song was a song by the band Tad, the 90s grunge band Tad. They played the song Jinx in one of the episodes, and that's a very unexpected song to use. You don't really hear Tad much or discussed or played at all anymore. So that really took me back. And so I picked that song. That song is on Spotify. Jinx by Tad. And it's a good show. Beef, check it out. Darren? My song is from about 40 years ago, 38 years ago. So about 152 seasons ago. (laughs) And it's by Anthrax. And it's for the old Anthrax with Joey Belladonna with the poofy hair. And it is called Lone Justice. And it's from the time when Anthrax used to sing about uh, comic books and like wide sweeping, broad, general, you know, corny, heroic things and like, you know, stuff like that. Movies. That was the period of Anthrax that I really liked a lot. And there was a big middle period that I couldn't stand. I liked their first revival album when they got John Bush. Mm. Uh, who makes the woke beer. Uh, he's descended from the famous <laughs> Anheuser. No, he's kidding. He's not. I'm kidding. Uh, Dusty Rose Muffler says, I miss the old anthrax. I don't. I mean, I, I you know, I wouldn't put it. I, I like the new anthrax, too, honestly, if there is any. I mean, the newer anthrax, I kind of like, too. So it's not just. They're about to put out a new album, actually. Is that right? With who? Who's I the singer? Joey. Joey, Bella, Joey Belladooner. Joey Belladonner. Um Yeah. That's a great song, great album, and uh, I highly recommend it. Now I want some Donner kebab. 
Oh, Bella another D. So many D's in this episode. Well, so look at two right now. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Wait, is it showing? What the fuck? Where's my camera? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Oh, did you want more, Rob? <laughs> no, we're good. It's fine. It's fine. It's all up here, baby. Uh, but all right. Uh, that is it. And now, before we go, I do want to mention our top live cast yeah. fans of the week. Uh, you know, if you want to throw us a few extra bones on our Patreon, 10 bucks a month gets you a shout out at the end of the show, which is right now. How are we doing this, folks? I would suggest uh, I really enjoyed uh, David D. Rainman's ex-wife earlier. So maybe you, this could be what, You were doing the show. When did you get <laughs> to enjoy her? She was under the console. It's fine. Wow. Okay. Could David but, D. Rainman's uh, Jewish ex-wife, Nebuchadnezzar sure. ex-wife, uh, yes. do the, the shout-outs? Okay. Mm. What's her name folks? again? Lena. 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 Okay. Yeah. Eric, Benjamin, Danar, I'm chasing you all around the house. You're just running around, rough shot around here. I can't even keep my shidle straight with you walking around here. This is ridiculous, Sam. I am Mindy Mayus Keeper. How dare you blaspheme against Moshiach using the name Keeper in a frivolous way? You think you're so funny? You're not funny. Shashor Shashushits. Sounds like French. Should be you should be talking in Hebrew, talking in the language of the Talmud. Hugo likes tacos. I made some nice cholent. It's almost the same as tacos. You're gonna love it. It's great. It's crunchy. It's delicious. Lando Danks, Lacroix, Corian, Scotty H. I heard you were auditioning to be in the in Drain Man's band. Well, you can have him. I'm over it. I'm sick of it. I don't need him anymore. Hiding down in his basement with the door closed. God only knows he's looking at hustlers in there or something. <laughs> it's definitely something, Trafe. Doug Pigman, that's definitely something, Trafe. Douglas, who are you, Levison? I know who you are. You're a goyish cup. That's who you are. And hey, guys, it's Josh. Hey, guys, I'm out of here, and I don't have to look at that bald for schlugging a schmuck's head anymore. <laughs> oh, oh RIP stands for Rain Man is pained. No, hmm. hope so. Yeah, it's a good one. Thank All right, you. that's our show, folks. Today we love you. Thank you for always tuning in, and we'll see you uh, next Saturday. Saturday, 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 Saturday. Saturday night's all right for podcasting. Saturday night's all right. Or after. But it's going to be, yeah, Saturday afternoon. Well, unless you live in the UK, Greenwich Mean Time, <laughs> then it's nice.